0: You are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love.
1: Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Has anybody told you he is risen? Okay, so th- for those who aren't familiar, let, let's 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 do this. So in church, uh, in church we do this thing on Easter where we say He is risen. I'll say He is risen, and you say He's risen indeed. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Amen. We'll probably hit that again later. Okay, so just be prepared, guys. You all look amazing. Can I just tell you, your Easter clothes are amazing. Like, I'm wearing dress shoes. Like, what is going on right now? Like, this is crazy. And if you're not dressed up, we, it's totally cool. We, I never dress up. And like, literally, this is the most dressed up at church I've ever been. So, wow. You're in good, you're in good company. Man. Love it. I love it. Well, whether you know it or not, whether you know it or not, your life is a story that is unfolding in real time. Do you see that? Your life is a story that is actively unfolding right now, and how it reads is really up to you. It's really up to you. Lots of people think like circumstances and finances dictate how your story reads, but how your story reads is genuinely up to you. How we respond when life happens, how we go about making strides towards healing when tragedy strikes, right? How deep we let jealousy and unforgiveness set into our hearts. All of these choices affect how our life story reads and so many more. It's Easter Sunday and as usual at church on Easter, uh, I see a lot of... uh, unfamiliar faces to me which is exciting. I'm so happy. I see a lot of a lot of visitors and we don't we don't like that word around here. Visitors, we don't like that word because we are not just a church, we are a family. And so if you are here today even if it's your first time, even if you don't even know my name, I, I don't care. You are family in this place. So thank you for, thank you for being here. Uh, you're not a visitor. You're family if you're here. And so, uh, but with that in mind, I want to just introduce myself, just uh, tell you a little bit about my story and how it could have read very differently, How it how my life story could have read very differently. First of all, my name's Jason Day, and uh, I'm 43 years old. Believe it or not, Um, I know I look much younger, but I've been married to my wife Kim right there in the beautiful blue dress for 20 years, and we have two teenage boys that literally amaze me every day. They amaze me every day, and. the only person on earth who truly understands me is my English bulldog Otis. <laughs> he's he's kind of like my spirit animal. <laughs> I've been here at the mission since since we launched, which was 10 years ago last February. And And it's been a journey, let me tell you. But it's been a beautiful, amazing journey. I'm originally from Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. I lived there till I was 18. And my life story could have very easily read like this. Jason Day was raised in Ohio. He didn't do well in school and barely graduated high school. That part's true. In the years following school, he struggled to make it as a songwriter and musician. He eventually went on to do great things, working in Blockbuster Video Store, until they went out of business. (laughs) He eventually moved back into his parents' basement and spent the weekends talking about the good old days with his high school buddies, The End. (laughs) That is very, like, it's scary how easily that story could have been my story. Um, I mean, it stresses me out to think about how easy that could have been, honestly. And and I mean, whew. but here's the thing: my story didn't go like that. My life changed forever. And and here's the thing: is it, I told you about my my amazing wife and my two boys and, and, uh, you know, all these personal things, but, but like none, none of that would have been the case if Jesus hadn't given me new life at the age of 18. So he changed my life forever. He gave me new life, honestly, because the road I was headed down was not a good road. It wasn't a good look, right? Right and i don't mean to diss anybody who worked at blockbuster but it the road i was headed down like it changed my life forever meeting jesus at 18 years old my story could have been so much different and i won't go into all the gory details but anyone who knew me when i was young never ever would have thought i would become a pastor like never right I mean, I know you guys want the gory details, but I'm not telling you. (laughs) And that's the thing about Jesus is he has the ability to resurrect us from old life to new life. He has the ability to resurrect a dead life into new life. And we sang about Lazarus earlier, right? As Lazarus, you brought me back to life. We sang about Lazarus. So take Lazarus, for example. Lazarus was a friend of Jesus that we read about in the we, we read about in the book of John. And he had two sisters, one named Martha, and another named Mary. And Mary and Martha and Lazarus were all real close to Jesus. And when we pick this story up in John 11. Jesus is with his disciples about a two days journey away from Bethany where Lazarus lived. And Lazarus had fallen gravely ill and his sisters had sent word to Jesus that said this, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. And Jesus's response is not what you would expect. And if you know Jesus, that's often the case, right? Like he, Jesus doesn't always respond in the way that you think he's going to. And, and uh, he said this to his disciples in verse 4 of John 11. He said, Lazarus's sick sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So Jesus and the disciples stay put for two more days. Jesus gets the message, Lazarus is sick, and he's like, it doesn't end in death. It doesn't end in death. Let's just stay here. So Jesus and the disciples stayed put for two more days. and, And kind of out of nowhere, Jesus decides, like, okay, now it's time to go see Lazarus. And the disciples were distraught at the thought of going back to Judea because only a few days before people were trying to stone Jesus there right and they're 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 like trying to talk him into staying and and uh he's not shaken or afraid of persecution because he knows the Lord's will for his life and he is in tune with it and uh He insists on going to see Lazarus. And finally, he makes it clear that Lazarus isn't sleeping or in a coma from illness. It says this in verse 14 and 15, Lazarus is dead. He just comes out and says it. Lazarus is dead. Now, can you imagine being the disciples when you hear Jesus say that and you're like, bro, you just said it doesn't end in death. Like, what what is going on? You know, like, can you imagine the confusion the disciples faced, right? Like, so Jesus says, Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there, for now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. And so they head off to Bethany, and uh, we're going to pick up the scripture at verse 17, John 11:17. 17. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says this, when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Man, Martha's faith is amazing, right? It's inspiring. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. And Martha says this, yes, he will rise when everyone else rises on the last day. And Jesus told her, no, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. And she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and he wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her, Leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus's grave to weep. So they followed her. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Can you just feel her pain in that? Who's been there? Jesus, if you had only just done this thing at this time, I would not have to experience this pain. We would not be going through this right now. Jesus, if only. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him. And he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. And they told him, Lord, come and see. And then, verse 35, maybe one of the three most powerful words in all of the Bible. Then Jesus wept. He wept. And the anger that Jesus felt earlier, it wasn't at Mary. It wasn't at these people for grieving or crying. He was upset. And deeply troubled by the evil of death. Jesus understands our pain. And when we cry out, if only, if only Jesus, if only, he doesn't shame us for it. He he senses and feels our pain right along with us. See, we serve a God who experiences our pain with us the people who were standing nearby said see how much he loved him but some said this man healed a blind man couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying if only he had been here Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb a cave with a stone rolled across the entrance Roll the stone aside, Jesus said. And, and, but Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Still not, not there, not catching on to what's, what's happening. Verse 40, Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. And Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. Almost as if like directing him right? Notice that there was, no, there was no command. Jesus just thanked God for what he knew he wanted to do. He just thanked God for what, what God, what he, he was in tune with the plan that God was unfolding. And he just was able to thank God for what he knew God wanted to do. And he directed with his voice, Lazarus out of the tomb and the dead man came out. And his hands and feet bound in grave clothes; his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, "Unwrap him and let him go." See, you might be thinking, "Why are we talking about Lazarus? It's Easter Sunday. We're talking. We're supposed to be talking about Jesus living out of the tomb." But here's the thing: is Jesus said right here, I am the resurrection and the life. He told everybody what was going to happen before it happened. Jesus, Jesus embodied, embodies the vital power to bring the dead to life. He embodies it. It's not just that he has the power to do it, it, it's that he is it. And that's the, the, the mistake sometimes I feel like churches make around Easter is they make it all about getting into heaven. But there's so much, there's something so much greater than just getting into heaven when you die is that you can experience the new life of Jesus right now. And the difference... Between us and Lazarus is that Jesus doesn't have to decide to give us, you and me, new life like he did for Lazarus. He's already done it on the cross and through his resurrection. And now new life through Jesus is available to all people. You just have to accept it as a gift. I'm going to say that again because I feel like that didn't land. And that, was a, that, that felt like that deserved a couple of amens. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do that again. The difference between us and Lazarus, Jesus had to go do something. He had to choose to go do it. But it's already been done for you. It's already been done for me. He's already done it on the cross and in the empty tomb. And now new life through Jesus is available to all people. You just have to accept it. You're never too far gone. You're never too far gone. I know sometimes churches can make people feel judged. Like we say, lots of churches say, come as you are. But then when somebody actually does come as they are, they they get concerned about how messy they are. When really lots of people in the church are just as messy or even more messy, they just hide it better. Right? You are never too far gone. For Jesus to give you new life. I mean, Lazarus was dead for four days, people. Four days. Can you imagine the smell of a dead body after four days? And Jesus brought him back to life. You think your marriage is too far gone for Jesus to resurrect it? It's not think your finances are too far gone for Jesus to resurrect it? It's not. You think your life is going down a a path that's going to read as a story that you don't, you're not really that enthused about? It doesn't have to be that way. Jesus resurrected Lazarus after four days. After three days, he was resurrected himself. After maybe one of the bloodiest murders there ever was. You're not too far gone. You're never too far gone. Jesus can reach you right where you're at. You just have to be open to it. And here's the thing is Jesus ordered Lazarus's gl- grave clothes to be removed. Sometimes when we experience Jesus's resurrection power in our lives, we still want to hold on to those grave clothes because they're familiar, right? But we can't if we're going to become a new creation. In Christ. If we are going to live the resurrection life, we have to leave the grave clothes behind. See, my story very easily could have ended the way I, I told you earlier about living in his parents' basement and reminiscing about the good old days and, you know, yada, yada. But here's the thing is when I had a radical encounter with Jesus Christ at 18, he changed my life so much so that I packed my car Up full of as much stuff as I owned as I could fit in the car, and drove to California because I needed to escape my grave clothes and move into a new life. And that new life led me to meet uh, an amazingly fierce woman at a Bible study. And my life has never been the same since. And I'm telling you, you're not too far gone. Whatever your story is right now, it doesn't have to read that way. It doesn't mean that once you experience Jesus' resurrection life, you're not going to face trials and you're not going to face pain. We all are going to have pain on this side of heaven. There is new life waiting and available to every one of us. And I want you to experience that new life if you haven't. Right now, we're going to move into uh, a time of uh, hearing just a little bit about some of our mission family uh, life stories and how it's led to this moment of baptism and so we're going to move into that time right now, and uh, if you're being baptized, would you would you just begin to come come close? Um, and uh, I'm going to move down here near the baptismal. We have four people who have chosen to be baptized this Easter Sunday. And man, I feel honored. I feel just full of gratitude that this is happening. And uh, I'm so, I feel full of gratitude that you're here to witness it and be a part of it. And so we're all going to do this together as a church family, okay? We're going we're gonna to pray for each person and then we're going to baptize them. So, um, so my friend, my friend Dolores is going to go first. Can we welcome Dolores? So, yeah, come on up. So why don't you, why don't you pull your chair over here and sit right here with me while we, while we chat? All right, so uh, so Dolores, um, I know that you I, here face the face the people. They wanna they wanna they wanna see you. They wanna see you. We go. There we go. So Dolores, uh, you've been a believer for a while, um, and so why baptism now?
0: To be cleansed and to get ready to go to heaven.
1: To be cleansed and to get ready to go to heaven, and so you uh, you um, you've been a believer your whole life, and you realized that now was the now was the time, right? Because here's the thing, guys: is that baptism isn't something we do out of obligation. It's it's uh, it's something we do out of declaration. Is that this moment is for is, is me saying? My life has been cleansed by Jesus, and I want everybody to know. My new life, you know, you've been a believer for a long time, uh, and so I hope this is a moment for, for that breathes new life into your story. Definitely, yes. Amen, amen. All right, so go ahead and uh, actually stay right here for a sec. Sorry, I, I messed up the order of things. My bad. Um, uh, we're gonna just. Would you stretch forward a hand and and just pray with me over Dolores? Dolores, God, God, we give you our friend Dolores who has followed you for a long time. But this is the moment, Lord. This is the moment, Jesus, where you breathe new life back into Dolores, Father. Lord, we ask you, Lord, as baptism symbolizes death and resurrection just like you just like Lazarus Lord I pray that this would be a moment of resurrection for Dolores Lord in her life we bless her she is one of the most kind people you will ever meet Lord and we thank you for making her just as she is so Father we love you we invite all of heaven to participate in this moment Lord And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. so we're going to do this a little different just because it would be very challenging for Dolores to get into the baptismal. Um, but I don't believe Jesus cares a bit. (laughs) That's right. That's right. is the Son of God? Yes, Yes, He is. Do you believe that He died and was raised to life?
0: Yes, I do.
1: Do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior?
0: Yes, I do.
1: Dolores, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sins and for the gift of the Holy Spirit. How do you feel? (laughs) Can we give it up one more time for Dolores? Alright, and Jeff. Oh. <laughs> oh no, no. So oh man. Too good. Too good. So you and your husband Jeff have been here since the very beginning. Yes,
0: yes for ten years.
1: 10 years with the mission and I've loved every minute of it so I know Jeff was a former pastor and man so you've been a believer for a long time why why now tell us a little bit of
0: why now I don't know why now especially when the church is full and you guys know how scary to be in front of everybody but somehow God has given me some peace right now So, I know this is the right time. So, why now? Well, you know my story that I actually walked away from the church 10 years ago or more, 11 years ago. And uh, I came back. I started, we started, Jeff and I started coming to this church, and I just felt so loved but um just um I came broken I'm still broken God is still working on me and uh, that anxiety, that depression, that anger God is working through that and he is taking it away which I really really thank Jesus for that He, he died on the cross for me, and I, and I accept that And right now. Um, I understand that right now. I understand that he died for me, and he, he gave it all for me. He suffered for me, and uh, that's why I want to get baptized, to just show everybody that he loves me, and he loves everybody. So he's changed my mourning into dancing. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Father, so would you stretch forward a hand and let's pray over Angelica. Father, we just, we thank you so much for this moment, Lord. We thank you for this moment of healing and new life, Lord. I pray that there's a deep healing that takes place and that all of those wounds, Father, would just be bound up and healed, Lord. Father, I pray that this experience would bring joy, Father. She referenced uh, mourning into dancing, Lord. I pray that in the in the days and the years to come, Lord, that there would be a lot of dancing, Lord. That there would be so much joy, Lord. That anxiety and depression would cease in the name of Jesus, Lord, and that there would be Just a powerful awakening to your presence and your Holy Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name we ask these things in the congregation said, Amen. amen, amen. So, Angelica, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes, I do. (laughs) Do you believe he died and rose again? Yes, I do. (laughs) Do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior?
0: Yes, I do.
1: It's in the name. I baptize you now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sins and the entrance of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Cynthia, you're up. Let's go. All right. Would you welcome Cynthia? All right, Cynthia, you know what I'm going to ask. You, you, um, the, Cynthia is Angelica's daughter and Jeff's daughter. And uh, so why now?
0: been a long 30 years coming (laughs) but I think I'm finally ready to start this new life with a whole new family
1: that's amazing so would you just stretch forth your hand and let's pray over Cynthia right now Jesus we invite you to do a deep work in Cynthia's life father Cynthia is such a special person. Father, I, I've known her for years, Lord, and I just, I thank you for how you've created her, Lord, and that she's come to this moment where, Lord, she is ready for resurrection life, Lord. And anything from the past, any association, negative association with the church body, Lord, I pray that there would be forgiveness, Lord. I pray that there would be a deep union between her and this family, Lord. Because we love her, and we're grateful for her just as she is. And so, Lord, we invite you to continue the good work that you've started. In Jesus' precious name I pray, amen. And so, go ahead. And Jeff's going to help me with this one. Cynthia, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe that he died and rose again? Yes. What's my third question? Do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. Amen. Cynthia, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. baby girl <laughs> So turn around so they can see your pretty pretty dress. Awesome. So Arwen, Arwen has been a part of our church family for a long time and she is a joy. She is just a pure joy. She's a snowboarder, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, Arwen, what I want to ask you, I'm gonna ask you the same question I've asked everybody else. You know, we don't do baptism out of obligation, we do it out of declaration of, of wanting to our lives to be new in Jesus Christ. And so why now?
0: Because I wanted to make a commitment to God.
1: Yes, yes. Did you hear that? Can you say can you say it again one more time, real loud?
0: Because I wanted to make a commitment to God.
1: Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, so would you stretch forth your hand and pray over Arwen with me? Lord, we pray that this moment is sealed over Arwen for her lifetime. God, we pray against any attack of the enemy, Lord. And we ask, Lord, for Arwen to be filled with your Holy Spirit right now, that she would grow up to be a mighty woman in the kingdom of heaven, Lord. Lord, that many would see your face through her and through her words and through her actions and through her kindness and through her love. Lord, I know that this young girl is going to be a history maker in your kingdom. So we claim it now in the mighty name of Jesus and the church family said, Amen. All right. So, Arwen, Caleb, Arwen's father, is going to baptize her. Um, Arwen, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe that he died and was raised to life? Yes. Do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Arwen, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sins and the Holy Spirit. And the church said, Amen. You just witnessed a new chapter in four stories. You just witnessed a new chapter. a a new life chapter in four stories and I want to let you know that if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior you're not too far gone your life isn't too far gone there's a new chapter waiting for you and so if you would like if you would like to accept Jesus with every head bowed and eyes closed, if you would like to accept Jesus, all you have to do right now is just pray quietly to yourself. Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my life. That's all. That's all. I give you my life. I want your resurrection life in my life. I want my story to read of your resurrection life. Like Jesus, I give you my life. That's all. And a new journey be waiting. A new life resurrection. I give you my life. I ask forgiveness for my sins. I'm going to mess up, Lord, but I, I know grace. Your grace is greater than the grave of sin. So, Father, we invite you here now to move hearts to speak. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to tell me, but tell somebody Tell somebody if you prayed that prayer for the first time and let us come alongside you and help you follow in the way of Jesus just like we're all trying to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Stand up, let's sing.
0: You are listening to the official podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information,
1: visit us at themissionredlands.com.